are with Tip McPartland, one of the first people in North America to get a week. How does it feel? I haven't slept in five days. Why haven't you slept in five days? Well, I got hopped up on dinner and grape soda, so that's what killed me for five days. Hello and welcome to episode four of Powerplay. My name is Balthazar Licorice Dick. And I'm Tit McBuckland. And we have another great show for you tonight. So why don't you go ahead and announce the show segments, Peter? Yeah, the show segments for this episode, episode four of Powerplay, is going to be a surprising kind of uh, starter segment. I'm going to have, kind of as a follow-up to what you did last week, Jim... I'm going to have a, a rant of my own this week. Uh-oh. Yes. Another one of those and, crazy rants. Yeah, and actually, it's not going to be quite as well thought out. I haven't typed it out, but I, I basically have a few issues. It's, it may not even be as violent, and I doubt it will be. It'd be hard to be as violent. <laughs> I know. You were very stoked last time yeah. towards uh, Sony. I am actually, probably to everyone's shock and awe, going to be ranting against Nintendo. Mm, that's odd. Yeah, you would think so, as much as we talked about DS mm-hmm. and uh, our excitement about the Wii system. But you know what? I read something last week, actually just a couple days ago, about the Nintendo launch. Kind of broke something in me, but I'll save this. I'll just—I uh, won't tell you what it is, but it—it it started to uh, unhook some of my aggressive feelings towards Nintendo, and I just have some things I need to say. Okay. And all right. After this, we will be discussing um, our launch experiences. Uh, this last Thursday, leading into Friday, we spent most of our day. Tracking down, yes, a PlayStation 3 console. Indeed, and even after my rant, I stood in line for one. Yeah, I know, you took up most of your day on Thursday just to uh, get your hands on a PlayStation 3. And I didn't in the end, which makes me mad. I know, we're very, very sad that you didn't get one, but... But... Aha! Victory strikes again with me. I guess it just struck once. With me... (laughs) Because I didn't get a Wii, but I did get a PlayStation 3. Have we lost our minds? Are we burning flat Nintendo flags right now? <laughs> it Maybe. sounds like it. It does, doesn't it? And it I got does. one. I got a PlayStation 3. I have it right here. You have it, a PlayStation 3, but you do not have a Wii. That is correct. Ugh. I know. It seems crazy. What has happened to Power Play? We have turned ourselves on our own ass. Her head. <laughs> I think we started out standing on our head, so maybe we're on our ass Could now. be on our ass. And then I understand that you have spent some time with the Wii console. Ha, I have. You do not own one, in fact, but I hear a relative of yours has one. Yeah, my brother got one, and uh, I think I told everybody on the boards that he got one, and they wanted to hear my thoughts on it, so I'm going to be doing that. Fantastic. And then afterwards, uh, finally, our last segment... This episode, we'll be discussing what we're playing currently, and uh, talk about a little bit, uh, not not so much of a review segment, because we really don't do uh, like rating scale systems on the show, but we do our reviews basically every week in uh, a segment just about what we're playing currently and our impressions on it. 
So uh, I have a couple of uh, couple new games I've been looking at, so we'll talk about those, and I'm sure you have uh, some games that you would like to uh, review, Jim. Yeah, you have a couple new games. I have a few old games, so oh, good nice. mix. Sounds like it. So I guess we'll go ahead and get started with uh, the uh, dark part of our episode. <laughs> the Nintendo... Let's not call it a rant. Because last week... Is rant too strong a word? Well, <laughs> it's funny you ask that. Because not only does that sound familiar, but I believe, uh, in fact, rant is too strong a word for what I'm about to do. Well, that's what I would have thought last week about my rant. But apparently it wasn't, so... No, no. Yours definitely earned rant status. <laughs> Mine, in fact, we'll let, we'll let history decide. We'll let our our fans decide. Our listeners, we have like two fans, but we have like <laughs> fifty listeners. So we'll let either or decide on our forums as to what what I'm about to say. Agree or disagree? Here it comes. All right. You know, I had to do some soul searching, and and what led to this soul search was. Two days ago, I read a, a very startling review on a website I frequent called GameSpot.com. Are you familiar with this, Jim? I am. Yeah. You like that website as well, don't you? Or at least you... Yeah. Yeah, they, they uh, seem to be pretty fair about what they have to say. Yeah, they do. They're, they're still on the kind of like 5 to 10 scale as far as rating their games. Like right. five being absolutely terrible, horrible, but uh, yes. they're better than some other sites. So, yeah, I like them for my game reviews. Yes, indeed, so do I. And me being a wee enthusiast as I was, I thought I would check out some of the new reviews for my, you know, for the Wii machine. I had been intending on purchasing one. So I went on to the website, and to my chagrin, one of the two titles I was going to purchase at launch, being very enthused about it, Red Steel. Uh-huh. Supposedly something that might innovate the uh, shooter genre itself. Something that may take this hardcore PC Counter-Strike playing maniac <laughs> onto the home console with with a, a very interesting game that not only involves gunplay, but in addition, sword play with the innovative motion sensor controls. Ooh. Sounds very great. A lot of potential yep. there. And I, I couldn't help but uh, be completely shocked because I clicked on their review. They gave it a 5.5 out of 10. That's pretty bad. And without even reading the review, I was completely broken <laughs> and shocked because this was one of my purchases. I was going to lay down $50 for this, thinking it would be a brand new experience. And come to find out, the controls aren't as intuitive as they should have been. They're very complex, kind of frustrating. Uh, the graphics are all over the board. Sometimes it looks really pretty. Other times it looks uh, worse than some GameCube games. And I started to think and started to soul search deep inside my being. And I started to go, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. 
here we have Nintendo. A someone who who still wants to be included along the likes of uh, Microsoft and Sony, two enormous giant corporations. You know, putting all this time and effort into getting developers and having great technology for the new systems. Say what you will about them. And here we have them. Seemingly, you know, I'm go- I'm just going to lay it on on the line. Now I don't, you know, fully. You know, you got to balance this with the fact that I'm still a Nintendo lover. Probably will still get a Wii, but I really thought about not getting one after I saw that review because, for one thing, I started to get angry about what I've been doing for the last year. I've been waiting for The Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess to come out for an extra year that I didn't have to wait because Nintendo decided to push it to the launch of their Wii system. This is a game that has been in the box, done for a year for GameCube. And they decided, you know what? We don't have shit for launch for our new Wii system. We need a big title for launch. And since we can't somehow finish Mario on time... We're going to go ahead and release Zelda, a GameCube game that we've been talking about for the last six years for GameCube. And I say the last six years because they showed a very much uh, Twilight Princess looking uh, uh, Zelda demo back in 2000, E3 of 2000, yeah. before the release of the GameCube system. It got everybody excited, and then a couple years later, after the GameCube was released, we got our cartoon uh, <laughs> Link. Hey, I Wind like it. Which I hated the art style. A lot of people thought it was great. Oh, I loved it. Um, I enjoyed the game myself. I, I beat that game. I bought it and finished it, and it was very fun to play. But it was disappointing because it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. Or led to believe that was coming. And then. A uh, year after that, I start hearing about this game called Twilight Princess that looks like it's going to fulfill my Zelda dreams. Um, I've been waiting uh, f- for an extra year to allow them to tack on uh, motion sensor controls to this adventure just so they could have something for their new console that I knew nothing about when I stood in line for GameCube hoping for a great Zelda. <laughs> okay, I'm pissed about that. You know, there are some reviews out there that say when, you know, you play like 40, 50 hours after playing that long with Zelda, that that maybe pressing a button to swing a sword might actually have been better. So, you know, between that and certain reviews and the very low score of Red Steel, I started to think, you know, maybe this Wii system is a bunch of bullshit hype. And that maybe, in fact, I'm just going to say, fuck you, Nintendo. I'm going to hold off and just buy the GameCube release that you delayed an extra month just so you could have a Zelda at the launch of your Wii system to push your Wii to make sure nobody kept their GameCube and bought Zelda for it on launch day. That was very sly of them. To make sure Nintendo had their Wii in everyone's hand. Exactly. (laughs) And then I started to hear things like, well, in fact, the Zelda not only is uh, nostalgic because of the way that they crafted the game, but also in the fact that it has some very fucking old school technology in it. There is not a fully orchestrated musical track in this new Zelda. 
Nintendo, how many billions do you have in the bank and you can't hire an orchestra to fully orchestrate the music in your premier launch game for your new Wii system? Even though now you have DVD uh, uh, storage capacity? What the fuck is that? No excuse for it. Also, whatever happened, and I touched on this a second ago, whatever happened to having a Mario game that's innovative and revolutionary fucking ready in advance for the launch of your new Nintendo machine? When did Mario start to take the back seat to uh, even Zelda? Uh, You know, in the GameCube release, he took the back seat to Luigi's fucking mansion. (laughs) A game I also beat and enjoyed, but where is my Mario? I always look forward to standing in line for Nintendo releases, mainly because I'm going to get my new amazing Mario game. But instead, you've decided to delay that until next year. So basically, the only reason people are out there mainly is for a new Zelda game that should have been released a year ago on the GameCube No One Respects. And then, no online gameplay. None of the launch titles have any sort of online features. And this also goes for the game that got a disappointingly low rating on almost every site that reviewed it. And that goes for Red Steel. Red Steel only has uh, split-screen co-op mode. There is no online functionality with that. And this for a system that's touted to have built-in Wi-Fi capability. So I can open my Wii on launch day and check the weather, but I can't open it up and shoot someone halfway across the world. What the fuck is wrong with this picture? So as you can see from what I've just stated, you know, between my issues with the botched job of what Twilight Princess is, when it comes to the fact that we've had to wait an extra year, the old school technology that hasn't been upgraded, there are no voice actors in the entire game, the entire game is text-driven, and has MIDI sound effects throughout a next-gen game. Uh, Red Steel is a game that was rushed and is not finished properly and basically is touted as being a great revolutionary product when in fact it's very much of a letdown. And there's no Mario game, once again, at launch, and all the games have no online features, even though the Wii is finally uh, getting Nintendo into high-speed online. So, in retrospect, while I am excited about the Wii and its potential for future innovation, it seems like, just as with the PlayStation 3, in a lot of ways, its launch has fallen flat of a lot of its promises. All right. I think part of that qualifies as a rant. Really? Yeah, some of it. You said fuck Nintendo a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't as maniac as you were. (laughs) No, but I did mine on purpose, so. You could have gone there. You could have. Yeah, I just... uh, You took the high road. What I said was basically just from... uh, Purely from the heart there. Well, as much as I hate to disappoint you even further with Nintendo's Wii launch, I'm sorry, but news and forecast have been delayed. (laughs) Oh, is that right? They have been delayed. Oh, wow. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's no news and forecast channels. Hey, but good news, everybody. You can download the original Zelda and Mario, can't you? Yeah. So people basically stood in line for a DVD with uh, a bunch of ROMs on it. 
So well, I ran. I had to. I had to get. I think I have valid points there. You, do. you think? I think so. I agree. I mean, I was enraptured with this new control scheme, and all. Every time I see a Wii commercial, I think of the book 1984, and I think I'm being <laughs> fed some kind of a brainwashing thing because every time I see a Wii commercial. I start to get excited about it, and I start to lose focus on reality. <laughs> and everybody that's playing the Wii, you don't really see many game screens, but all of these previews are basically, you're the TV looking at the people playing you. <laughs> and it looks like everybody's having like the time of their lives. And, and, you know, and they're moving, and they're swinging, and they're active, and it looks so new and fun and innovative. And you're like, man, this has to be the greatest thing ever. And then, you know, when I read that Red Steel review, I snapped into reality and went, hold on, wait a second. I'm being caught up in some kind of a gimmicky thing, maybe. Uh, I need to sit back and have a hard, serious look at how Nintendo's doing things. And, you know, when I did... A lot of anger came out, and uh, a lot of issues also were revealed to me. Obviously. So, I mean, and I think what what I'm what I'm talking about here obviously has not gone unobserved by a lot of other people, and I mm-hmm. think they're pretty valid issues. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's kind of bullshit that they waited with Zelda when it was ready, and all they were going to do was add a couple of Wiimote control functions. And it, and it doesn't and add making, anything to the game, really. No, and you're making people wait, not only wait, but you're also making them buy a complete new system for it. Well, not true. They can get it in a month. Yeah, but uh, I've already had to wait an extra year so you could port it to <laughs> Wii, and now you're making me, instead of all the promises were they would both versions would be available on launch day, and now you pulled it a month back just to have it just for Wii on launch day. That's that's dirty. Dirty business, my friend. Dirty pool. Dirty pool. Yep, but that's uh, that's what you do in business. It's the same thing Sony's doing. Nintendo is... Uh, probably actually not as evil as what Sony's doing with the, with the whole Blu-ray format. Yeah. Forcing that format is a little bit more... Outrageous. Yeah, then forcing one game. Then, then pushing back a, you know, a game for a year and a month yeah. on the GameCube. But still, I'm pretty it, pissed about it because I, I, I own a GameCube. I could be playing Zelda right now. But if I want to go play Zelda, I first have to find a Wii because they're <laughs> sold out in most stores. Yeah. And then I have to shell out 250 bucks, actually 300 bucks, just to play a Zelda I should have had last year for 50 bucks. Indeed. That's kind of bullshit. Yeah, it's it's not really as bad as what Sony's doing, but it's it's in the same vein. God knows, I'm probably gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. That's all they need. They got you. They got me. Gotcha. Damn it. <laughs> That's how they get you. That is. I think uh, part of the reason they had no voice acting is because Zelda traditionally doesn't have any voice acting, uh, especially for Link, but even for the other. The and I'm actually, I'm actually told that Link has no dialogue in the game. Yeah, he just does what he does in Wind Waker, where he yelps. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you could argue that, but the way I, the way I see it is, that used to also be tradition with the Final Fantasy franchise. Yeah, which had its birth way back in the day, alongside Zelda. And that had always been text-driven, even in the CD-ROM days of the PlayStation. 
there were no voice actors for 7, 8, and 9. And a lot of people said, that's fine. I mean, we could have, but it's kind of traditional. Eventually, Square went, okay, wake up. This is the next gen. Let's change tradition and let's voice our characters. And here comes Final Fantasy X with, you know, voice acting that's not that great. But uh, it's pretty memorable uh, for a lot of the phrases and sayings. And and it does, uh, I think it ultimately added to... Uh, what was a great Final Fantasy, which was Final Fantasy X. So Square was not afraid to shake things up and break tradition, and I think it had some success in the form of FF10. And uh, now no one uh, expects silence. Everybody expects the next Final Fantasy to have voice, which Final Fantasy XII does uh, as well, which is a lot better. So they broke their traditions, and now that they're doing voice for their characters... They're learning how to do it better. They're learning who to hire and how to how to make it uh, flow with the gameplay, and it's and it's working out for them. And they're uh, they're making some good games with voice actors. Why not with Zelda? You know. Yeah, I personally I don't think it detracts any from the game uh, to not have voiceovers. I do, however, agree with what you said about the MIDI sound files. Uh, why couldn't they get an orchestra to perform their music because it's certainly more powerful and I think for a game of Twilight Princess's scope it should have orchestrated music there's no reason that it shouldn't so yeah I think the music has driven the series since the beginning yeah. and um, the the music is classic yeah. why not give us the full package give us the next gen version of the, the stirring scores that we all know and love already. I mean, how great would that be? be great. <laughs> you can pull off a lot without that musically, but to have a, a fully orchestrated score would just uh, bring tears to a lot of hardcore gamers' eyes, I think. Yeah, it would certainly add to the game. Alrighty then. Well, that's about all I have for my rant. And uh, probably, like I said, I'll still probably get a Wii especially if they delay that GC launch of uh, Twilight Princess any further. Because <laughs> uh, I have to They'll do game. that just for you. <laughs> oh, great. A special little favor from Nintendo. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Christmas present, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> little stocking stuffer from <laughs> Nintendo. Here you go, little Johnny. It's a delay. Guys, here's an IOU. <laughs> GC Twilight Princess has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> canceled. They've got the it game made. Matter. Why would they cancel it? Well, they'll probably come out with a memo that said it was never actually designed for the GameCube. That was that they'll probably rewrite history, just like in 1984. God, I've been reading that again. Can you tell? Big Brother Nintendo. Yes, Big Brother Miyamoto <laughs> or Miyamoto. All right. Well, let's uh, move on then. Next segment is your launch experiences. Uh-huh. Our launch experiences. Yep. For the uh, PlayStation 3, which I was able to get uh, get my hands on. I couldn't get one, even though I woke up at 4 a.m. to go get one. Oh, I was having sweet, sweet dreams at that hour. <laughs> the sad part is, I woke up at 4, I got there at 5, and there were people there already. Which is ridiculous. There were people, we talked to some people in, that were in line, I use quotes because... There was no line at that time. But right. we talked to some of the people that were wandering around Walmart, 
And uh, they said they had been there since 8 the previous night, which is ridiculous considering Walmart told the people that they could not get in line and they could not sit down. They ha- Walmart has benches sitting in the aisles in front of the television screens where they play movies. They were playing yes. a Christmas story, but you were not allowed to sit down and watch it. You had to walk around the store. Really? And if that is not the biggest pile of shit I have ever heard, I don't know what a, is. I don't understand how they could enforce that legally. <laughs> you will be moving. What if What if you had to take a shit? Do you, are you supposed to stand up? Or can you sit on the toilet? Uh, they That issue never came up. Oh, it did? No. I would have went right to the John and planted my ass with my DS. It's <laughs> a good idea. I didn't even think of that. Yep. I bet some people did, though. Probably. The guy who was walking around, him and his buddy, since 8 the previous night, looked like hell. They had been yeah. walking for <laughs> for almost 12 hours. God, that's <laughs> crazy, man. Did did those guys get a get when they did the raffle at nine a.m. Did they get a ticket? No, they did not get one. Oh my god! So they walked around for twelve hours yep. for Jack and shit. And here's the thing. And Jack left town. We we were alerted to where the line was going to be, but since Walmart was telling everyone that they could not stand in line and they could not sit down yet, we tried to be inconspicuous about it. Because we had been tipped off and we knew we were going to be first in line. But it turns out that some idiot had put 12 X's on the ground where the line was going to be. And of course, one of the people waiting for the PS3 found the X's and 40 people lined up on the X's before we noticed. Yeah, our producer is saying that that was actually. Put there by the manager. What a bunch of idiots! And not only did they they put down white masking tape, which was pretty smart because the floor is white, so it's hard to notice. But then okay. they took a pin and they drew the X's onto the masking tape. What? <laughs> it was it was the That's stupidest crazy. thing I've ever seen. So here we are. It's 20 minutes before they were going to announce where the line was, and there's 40 people standing in line. So these douchebags ended up costing anyone who was there early a system because then they decided to do the raffle since that's the only fair way because these people cheated. So (laughs) I got screwed. I was there, should have had a system. I knew exactly where the line was going to be and I got screwed because of cheaters and the raffle. And obviously I didn't get my ticket drawn. Yes, indeed. But uh, fortunately enough, our producer, lame, was there and uh, was able to take the money, lame, that I gave her, lame, and um, she was drawn. She her number was up, lame, and we got assistance. And I was standing right next to her as the thing. Oh, Here it comes, ticket number harsh. four one, and I'm looking at mine, and it's four one four, and they call four one five, right next to me. I was so mad, and then you know you're screwed because they're not going to call two in a row. No, so. Uh, and it wouldn't have mattered anyway because she ended up getting the last. Yeah, system. well, I would have got a rain check at least. Maybe get uh, one yeah. before Christmas. That that could be. Yeah, that's right. You would have. And and I want to let people know that I was not standing in this line for a PS3. I was standing in this line for three thousand dollars. 
basically. You didn't want the system? No, no, I did not want the system. Oh, man. And, and people are going to jump all over me, because last week I ranted on and on about Sony. I said I'd never give them a nickel of my money. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. Don't don't yeah. lambaste me or burn me on the cross You're yet. A hypocrite. <laughs> Here here's the thing. I was standing in line for money. The PS3 to me was dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's all it was. It was not a gaming machine. But the thing is, my if I had purchased a PS3, it's not a PS3 that would not have otherwise been sold. Correct? I mean, it would have been sold to someone is, else. Yes. And buying a They're PS3, losing yes, money on the Yeah, system. buying a PS3 They're, is costing Sony money. PS it absolutely is. The system that people are paying 5 and 600 dollars for is costing Sony 850 dollars <laughs> to produce. Yeah, so by buying one, not only am I not giving Sony money, I'm costing them money. And I'm benefiting myself by selling it on eBay and making money. Absolutely. So, not a nickel of my money really would have gone to Sony. Well, also because I was using my father's money to pay for it, <laughs> since I don't have six hundred freaking dollars laying around. No shit, Jeez. who does for a goddamn game box? Yeah, a movie box, you mean? <laughs> yeah, comes with a stupid movie too. Yeah, Talladega Nights, awesome. Talladega Nights, man. I, I saw it. It was kind of funny. Why are they giving a free movie with a game machine in anyway? it? Exactly. I was reading uh, but the message board where they brought that exact point up. If you wanted to hype this as a gaming machine, you don't give away a movie. You give away a Blu-ray game. Or Wii Sports, you know. Yeah. Pack in a damn yep. game that takes advantage of the system, not a movie that takes advantage of the system. Yeah. And I have to tell you, man, I... I Got my PlayStation 3, and it's here. It's at my house. And some of the listeners out there may may be wondering how I'm enjoying it. Do I like the experience of it? Um, I don't have a high-definition television, so obviously mm. maybe, maybe now ones are wondering, does it look good in low resolution? How do I enjoy playing my PS3? Well, I'll tell you, I have not opened the box. <laughs> and I don't care to, because the only reason I have one is because it's going up for auction on eBay at the end of the week, and I'm hoping for because I only got the 20 gig, so yeah. Hopefully, I'll at least get a thousand bucks off of it. Paid about you know half that, so hopefully, I'll at least double my money on the system and uh, go out and probably reluctantly um, buy the. By the uh, Wii version of Twilight Princess, if I can get a hold of it, because I have to play it. I have to play that game. No self-control, none. I can't wait, man. I got to have my Zelda. I'll tell you what, though, it's worth the investment for the Wii. It really is, and I, I, I understand mean, that you've played it already, and I have not. So you might be jealous that I got the PS3 and you didn't. But man, you've you've at least had a chance to experience the Wii. Yeah. And uh, tell us about it. Well, I I kind of want to talk about that here in a second. Uh, we still have some more to relate about our experience in the lines. Oh, we do? <laughs> we do. We do in the PS3 lines because that was not the only attempt I made to get one that day. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. You were crazy. That it, it, Was it just one other attempt? Uh, well, aside from the calling... <laughs> 
What do you mean the call? I it? I called. Must have been five or six other stores to see if maybe on some crazy chance they had not raffled theirs off yet. Yes. Which of course was not the case. They all had except for the local Meyer, which was doing a drawing at 11 p.m. They were doing the lottery. Just so, an hour prior to release. Yeah, just an hour before, which is odd. Usually it's in the morning. But I decided to go over there, and I decided to get a gang of my friends to go with me. So I called up my brother, and uh, he went over there, and I figured the more people, the better chance I have of getting one, right? Sure. And and this is retarded. The lady there in electronics, I went over there uh, in the morning after I was rejected from Walmart. <laughs> Uh, and I asked a lady if they were going to be doing the drawing, and she said, yeah, we're drawing a hundred tickets at midnight. And I thought to myself, you have got to be kidding. There's no way this store has a hundred units. Impossible. Walmart had eight. The New York launch barely had, (laughs) barely had a hundred units. Times Square. They had like 400 or something crazy low. Yeah, I think it was like Yeah, what are the odds that Meyer yeah. and Hillbilly Bill <laughs> USA has a hundred systems. Yeah, it's not like this is Los Angeles. Or they would have people GTA style coming in the store. Oh yeah, it up, man. No, for a hundred of those. So she said they had a hundred systems, or yeah, she told me they had. Well, she she told me they were pulling a hundred tickets for the raffle, and I said, "Does that mean you have a hundred units?" And she said, "Well, I assume so." And I still thought, impossible, impossible. So I went up to the customer service desk, yeah. and I asked. And uh, I, of course, forgot to ask if they actually had 100 units. I just asked if they were pulling 100 tickets. And they said yes. And these people must be retarded. They must have given out the wrong message at the meeting that morning or something. Because <laughs> we got there at 11, and you decided to go too to see if you could get a second system. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and... We got there. There was a line from the back of the store in electronics. Where their electronics is. Yeah, Yeah, in electronics, the back of the store, all the way out, past the registers to the front doors. There must have been (laughs) at least five hundred people. At least. Yeah, it was so densely packed. It wasn't. Now this is not a single file line. No. Thick mass of people just crowding in. They when we walked in. As I remember, as we were walking towards electronics, they were having overhead pages and announcements <laughs> over their PA system about the crowd that was forming and to please exit the electronics area. We're going to start asking people to leave the store. This cannot happen. We can't even get to our registers. No one is buying a system. Until you head to the front of the store. Yeah, it was right. like insane. There were police officers there. But it was like a wall. Nobody moved. Nobody moved. Nobody moved. I saw a few people move out of electronics department to ride out in front of it. Yeah, so you still couldn't get it. to it. Yeah. yeah, it was hilarious. It was ridiculous. But it turns out there's 500 or plus people there. Probably closer to 1,000. <laughs> and they had six units Six. A hundred, you say? No, six. Six (laughs) units. Not even a full tenth. Not even a tenth of what they said they had. Not even a tenth of it. So, needless to say, out of the million 
and a half people there. I did not get one of those either. Actually, we ended up missing the drawing because yeah. we went over to Walmart to pick you up yours. You decided to ride over of your own free will. You decided yeah, to, yeah. to ride over uh, with us and pick up our system. Well, you it's were because to make it back in time. Well, I saw the line. Yeah. And I I knew impossible. Although they did call one name that was a no-show. Could have been me. Could be. Could have been me. Very much could have been your number. But I have no idea. We'll never know. Never know now, and I'll regret it forever. Really? No. <laughs> I don't really care. I really could've don't care. Could have been mine. Hell, I could have two systems instead of just one. Yep. More money in my pocket. So that was my experience with the PS3 launch. Very crazy day. Oh, I had to it work was insane. That day and after work, I went over and uh, checked out how our producer was doing with my cash, <laughs> which was also funded me by my parents. Parents are good for money when you need yeah, them. <laughs> they are. Of course, I have to pay every cent back. But yeah. Oh well, I'll have it when I auction this thing. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. Well, I guess it's time for me to unveil my thoughts on the Wii. Yes. In a little segment I like to call Fun with Your Wii. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I did have fun with my Wii. With my brother's Wii. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, this is going in a bad direction. Yes, it is. And it's (laughs) going to be another explicit show. Yes. This is now Mm. marked Explicit. Beat em and weed em. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I had some quote-unquote yes. hands-on time with, with the Wii. With your brother's Wii. Some quality time with the <laughs> Wii. These <laughs> never get old. Never get old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, uh, and he has, uh, of course, Wii Sports. Quality time with your brother's Wii. <laughs> And I'll ignore that. He also got <laughs> Zelda. He does. And he got Red God, Steel. God, I have to kill him. And he got Red Steel. So he has, of course, Wii Sports, Zelda, and Red Steel. Um, we started out playing Wii Sports. And I have to say, that is probably the most fun I've had playing a video game in years. Really? Yes. No. Especially... Uh, tennis and bowling. Bowling is so much fun on the Wii. Really? Yeah, and I've heard people say it's the most accurate uh, depiction of bowling we have, or simulation of bowling, and it really is. Because there's so... The movements are so subtle, and and the question that a lot of people had about the controller yeah. was, how does how responsive is it? How does it work? Yeah, it really pick up on all your motions. I'm telling you, it does. It really does. Uh, in baseball, when you you know how players when they come up to bat and they're waiting for the pitch, they kind of wiggle the bat on their shoulder. Oh yeah, you yeah. can do that in the game. And it it's, and it moves and it real moves time. in real time with and there's no delay on your movements either. So you can, I mean, it's that precise. You can wiggle uh, your bat. He, did he have his sensor bar above or below the TV? Because I hear you can have it either above <laughs> or below. Well, he's got it kind of set up weird because he has a projector. He doesn't have a TV. So right. he's got a <laughs> a 12-foot screen, like 12-foot wide screen on his wall. 
God. And uh, and he set he set the sensor on boxes below it, uh, so it's like right near the bottom of it. So if you're standing up, aren't you blocking the projector? No, he has it mounted on the ceiling. Oh, okay. So, so it projects projected down. down. Yeah, but uh, it's it's really cool with a projector <laughs> when you get this huge screen. Sounds that way. Yeah, but yeah, the controls are really precise. I was impressed. Um, tennis is so much fun. And we only had one remote, so we could only play single player, but it was still fun. And that game is kind of pretty much designed for multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Multiplayer game. Yeah, I'd have to agree. But I had a lot of fun with single player. Um, it's it's really neat. You can put spin on the ball. You can hit it at different speeds. You can lob it up in the air or spike it down. It's It really it responds well. It's like you're really playing tennis. Yeah, Um, bowling was really cool because it's really subtle on how you spin your hand. It'll do different curves on the ball, and and uh, it's my brother had some trouble with uh, getting it to not spin when he bowls, but I didn't. So I don't think it's the control. I think it's just him. (laughs) Uh, Baseball was kind of fun. They need they need full blown versions of all these games actually. Yeah, these are just kind of sampling tastes of of the sports they yeah. are representing. And like I said to you earlier, if they had a full blown tennis game like that with like a career mode and all the other options you'd have, oh, yeah, that sure. would be amazing. amazing. Yeah, they should they should do a Mario Tennis. Yeah. With the Wii. Yeah. It'd be so awesome. Regular Mario Tennis was so fun. Yeah, on the 64. It was amazingly fun. And they should, uh, I'm betting they will. Oh, they have to. Oh, they are. They're doing these things already. They're doing probably stuff we haven't thought of yet. I hope so. Really do hope so, yeah. Uh, let's see, what other sports were there? There's boxing. Um, that I found to be the least responsive, but I think it's not necessarily because it's unresponsive, but because you try to punch too fast and you don't have time to get your hands back before you punch. Like, uh, on the game, your character's hands don't come back fast enough. Okay. So I don't think that's a fault of the Wiimote. Um, golf is alright. It's really hard to control how hard you hit the ball. Uh, of course, I only played these games individually for about 20 minutes each, so I can't oh. say definitively that it sucks at right. controlling. But uh, it was, I don't know, I'd probably rank them, tennis was the most fun, bowling, baseball, boxing, and golf, in that order. So overall, Wii Sports is great for a pack-in, for a free game. Good, solid pack-in pack. Yep, and it will make anybody who buys it uh, really appreciate what the new control can do. Cool. Uh, I also played Red Steel, (laughs) the infamous 5.5. (laughs) Um, I found it really, really difficult to control. Very much so. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it, the way they did it is your analog stick on the nunchuck will, uh, strafe you left and right and it will move you forward and backwards. So all of your looking is done with the Wiimote part. Sounds like that would be perfect. By pointing, yeah, you would think so. But when you come to the edge of the screen, or too close to the edge, it will turn your character. And then if you're in the middle of the screen, you can point with the Wiimote to actually shoot people. Yeah. 
and it's really not intuitive at all because when you get into firefights, you're kind of moving erratically, and you'll end up turning, and then to compensate, you'll turn it back too far, and you'll turn too far to the other direction, and then you're way off center, and you can't regain focus on the guy. Is it satisfying at all when you shoot the people with the remote? Does it feel like a trigger? Does it feel like you're actually popping a cap in someone's ass? No, you'd need a pistol grip for that. I mean... They, they have one, don't they? They have a shotgun. I haven't seen it actually sold yet, Dude. but I saw prototypes of it. Yeah. Dude, that Pictures of it. I didn't know that. Yeah, but it, it really doesn't feel like shooting a gun, I assume. I've never actually shot a real gun, but I've shot paintball guns and Does it? I mean, it doesn't... Guns. You know how in GoldenEye for the 64, mm-hmm. it had the Z button and it was in a trigger position, so it kind of yeah. felt more gun-like? It feels about as gun-like as that, I guess. Really? Yeah. But Seems also, like be fun. when you pull the trigger, it kind of throws off your aim, too, because it's on the same hand that you're using to aim with. Oh, they right. really should have put it on the nunchuck. Because it has trigger buttons. Do they do anything yeah. in the game? Uh, I can't recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, the Z button, left trigger, actually ducks you down, and then the C button right above it will jump. Oh, so, wow. one is crouch, one is jump. So maybe they could have done that maybe opposite. Yeah, I don't see why not. Probably, there. I'm sure there would be a much better way to do what they did. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, I heard a lot of people say it was a rushed out the door hmm. just to make launch day. So again, you know, greed for sales is kind of spoiled out. But what could have been maybe a, a really great game. Yeah. Well, I think they'll do it better in the future. I don't think we'll see this problem in a year from now. Yeah, I think I they'll have worked out all the, the quirks with the controller. And, and it's not the controller's fault, it's the game. It's the yeah. way it's designed. Right. So that was my experience with Red Steel. Uh, it wasn't that much fun. Uh, I probably still like to play it. Huh? Yeah. I hear that also what I've heard, because I've, I've read so much on this stuff, because I'm mm-hmm. trying to pack my head full of knowledge and compensation for the fact that I haven't played it yet. <laughs> But um, they <laughs> one of the things they've been saying about Red Steel is, even though it's kind of hard to get used to its clunky controls after a significant amount of time with the game, mm-hmm. it actually starts to flow a mm-hmm. little better. Yeah. It becomes a little bit easier, and you begin to feel immersed in it. But it takes Yeah, time. I wouldn't know. I only played for about an hour, so... So maybe, you know, I, I'm still going to... I may still buy the damn game just because I wanted it so much. <laughs> yeah. Part of me still clinging to the desire of it being a great game, so... <laughs> you know, and I'm not going to fully judge it, obviously, until I play it myself. I'd be a fool to do that. So. Yeah. But uh, Twilight Princess. Yes. I played How about... like that? <laughs> I played about one fortieth of that game. <laughs> I played about an hour of that, too. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's Zelda. It it handles a lot like Ocarina or any of those 3D Zeldas. Do I mean, the new it, controls fuck it up, or do they, or are they solid? They're pretty solid. Is it responsive to sword swinging? Um, yeah, yeah. Or it's is not, it, it's is not, it bad. not responsive at all? It, it is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What I mean, you don't have the fine control that you have, like, with the baseball bat, but, I mean, you swing it, it swings. <laughs> 
And you don't have to have an exaggerated swinging motion to get it to swing? No, uh-uh. You can, I mean, you can just hold your hand in one spot and swing it a little bit with your wrist. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that wouldn't be very tiresome, I wouldn't think. Not Is it really. more awkward than pressing a button like in la- older Zelda titles? A little bit, yeah. Because, I mean, we're not familiar with it yet. But uh, actually, I'll tell you, to be perfectly honest, my arms got a little bit tired playing Red Steel for an hour. Oh, really? Yeah. A little bit. I'm a little sore today from playing tennis. <laughs> That's a little, funny. A little tennis elbow here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> from playing a video game. What have our lives become? I don't know. But it, it was so much fun. It was really just like playing real tennis. But uh, I talked about that. Enough of that. Zelda. Zelda's what the crowd wants to hear yes, about, right? we want to hear... Zelda! 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 Okay. Well, you're not going to get any of that here. Uh, Zelda probably deserves an 8.8. I don't know. I haven't played through the whole thing. But uh, what I did play seemed pretty solid. Should deserve more than that as far as I'm concerned. It should deserve like a 9 still. How do you know? You've never played it. I don't know. All I'm saying is it should. It could be the Superman 64 of Zelda games. It absolutely could be. You don't know. I'm saying that for a premier Zelda at launch from a new, for a new Nintendo system, it should be the greatest Zelda. Should. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I, I don't know how it is. I haven't played it yet. But I'm expecting the greatest Zelda. We should expect that. Well, it should be. I've, you it told me be. earlier today that a lot of sites are giving it tans, are giving it the best Zelda ever ratings. Yes. And my beloved GameSpot gave it an 8.8. Yes, but it's also reviewed by somebody who's an avid Wii hater. I forget the guy's name, but this guy is not very into Wii, and he's he is m- one of my least favorite reviewers on the website. Really? Which oh, one yes. is it? Is it Jeff Gershman? Ger- that's it. That's really? Him. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it. I couldn't remember who reviewed it, though. Really? It kind of reminds me of a pompous, disinterested ass. I have no comment. I don't want to talk about this, dude. Probably okay. come to my house and slip my tires. <laughs> well, then he would be a pompous ass. <laughs> I, I guess so. You pompous ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said it. Damn. You don't even know the man. You're right. I just don't like the way he reviews shit. And I've, not, I've, for as long as I've went to that site, I dislike his review. Now their main huh. editor, I forget his name. He's review. He was the one who just got through with the review on Final Fantasy Twelve. He does a lot of reviews, and I think he is mm-hmm. one of the main men. Really like him. Don't know his name off off the top of my head, but really yeah. enjoy his reviews. Seem very balanced, and he seems like a enthusiastic game fan. Whereas this other guy comes across as a Cheeto eating, <laughs> very cynical, you know, yeah, person. But yeah. I'll tell you that the guy you're talking about, I can't think of his name either. Uh, his review of Final Fantasy XII, he made it sound like it was the worst game he had ever played, yet he still gave it like a nine something or didn't he? No, you're you're confusing his review with the one on game trailers. Am I? Yeah, the game trailers. Oh, oh, that's right. One. Okay, but then they said it was not fun to play. <laughs> yeah, and horrible. It was and monotonous. Then, they, and then boring. they gave it a great review. <laughs> yeah. They went on and on about how ne- how bad it was in all these different <laughs> areas. And then in the end, they were like, yeah, but it's one of the greatest games ever. 
Okay, I'm sorry to slander that guy's name. Yeah, that wasn't him. He yeah, was, in, I he was pretty much the whole way. He had his reservations, but most of what he described was uh, was good in his take on it. Well, I apologize to him, but I don't apologize to Jeff Gershman, you pompous ass! Neither do I, you Zelda <laughs> hater. I don't think he's a pompous ass. I didn't even know he hated the Wii. Until you just said it now. Well, I don't think he hates it. He's just not ever shown much enthusiasm for it in anything he's done. Hmm. And others have shown quite a bit. And I'm still enthused about the system, even though I had my rant earlier. Well, and I'm still enthused. And this guy has never really shown much interest in it. He's more into the, you know, the high-tech shit and the graphics and all that is what he is totally immersed in. He reviews Xbox 360 games with a lot of, you know, excitement that, you know, he musters for that. And it's not there at all for Wii. And he was very much on a downbeat throughout his his video review and the written review. And it just seemed like it was a little bit biased against what, what I'm still expecting to be the best Zelda game ever. Well, I did... I, I guess I did get that from him a little bit when I saw their their coverage when they got the Wii, when they did their hands-on with the Wii. Right, that, like, five-hour marathon. Yeah, I watched that whole freaking thing because I'm yeah, a so sucker I, for, yeah. for internet video. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kind of got that from him because he, when he was playing the Wii, he would try to cheat the system and make minimal movements, whereas, like, uh, Ryan was like... Let's get up, let's stand up and play this thing. Play it the right way. And he was, like, trying to bowl off the side of the chair. And I'm like, man, you can't do that. That's not what the system is about. And if you... Yeah, he seems so disinterested and... Yeah. I mean, nothing says I'm a lazy ass. (laughs) Like, I can't fucking muster the strength (laughs) to mimic a fucking bowling movement. Yeah. What, does he have carpal tunnel in his wrist? In his legs? I don't know. God, how much of a sloth... (laughs) Oh, are you? Oh, come on. You <laughs> <laughs> We're destroying this guy's name. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, how much of a of a fat, slothy, you know, artery-clogged filth do you have to be to not be able to take something that looks like a TV remote yep. and wave it above your head? Good <laughs> God, you have to do that in the hospital sometimes. You have to lift your arm. I mean, what if they're going to draw the man's blood? Does he not have the strength to move his elbow? No. Unless they're taking it from his thumbs, he's screwed. Oh, God, they have to tap blood from his thumbs when he goes to to the hospital. His gaming thumbs. His gaming thumbs. Probably where most of the blood is in his body. God. I mean, I I remember now, too, too, how he... He was uh, he was very disinterested. I didn't realize yeah. that he was trying to do what you said, but wow. Yeah, and he was doing it with baseball, too. He was like, let's see if I can do this sitting down. And, I mean, that's not what it was meant to, to be used for. You know, what I would first of all do is let's try it their way mm-hmm. and then have as much fun as I can and then slowly adjust to maybe my version of playing it. Because yeah. I'm excited about a new way to play a game, and I want to try it. You know, the Nintendo way. I want to get up and I want to, you know, dance around and swing my arms and have a great time. And then maybe when I've, 
you know, played 20 hours of Zelda and I'm kind of <laughs> tired, I'll sit down on the couch and I'll yeah. make subtle movements. And I've heard you can adjust sensitivity yeah. on most of the games. Well, there, I mean, there's games where you do that, where you want to sit down, and then there's Wii Sports where you want to jump up and freaking swing your racket. Yeah, that's what it's about, <laughs> man. That's what the fun, the fun is in yeah. that kind of uh, party physical interaction. Yeah. So I, yeah, that I can kind of see where he was disinterested in the Wii. So I don't like that. Don't don't place someone with preconceived ideas in on in on the review of goddamn Zelda, man. Yeah, or a guy who's not willing to actually play it how it's meant to be played. Yeah, it's like saying I'm going to play Gears of War with one hand. Or <laughs> I mean, it's like saying, you know, I hate the sport of football, but I'm going to review Madden 08. Yeah. Why yeah. would you have a sports hater do it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. I was hoping for the other guy. Yeah. But uh, every other site besides GameSpot that I've seen has given it a higher review, and that's made really? me go, hmm. Yeah, because a lot of his complaint was that it didn't actually change things up too much. And I thought it did. I mean, he's turning into a, a freaking his... wolf. Right. <laughs> That's I've new. Heard, I've heard the opposite of what he said in That's other weird. sites. And I've also heard the opposite of another complaint he had. He said that the uh, Wii Remote was not responsive very much when you go to shake the control, that it would have been more reliable had it been something that you could just press a button to do. <laughs> he said this... And another site uh, that reviewed it, I believe this was IGN's video review, they distinctly mentioned how much more immersive the Zelda is because you get to actually swing the sword with your motion, and that also frees up the ability to be moving and running while you're attacking with the sword, which is a first for the series. And it's just a lazy way of doing it. Right. That's, that's You can't that's, swing your arm far enough. That makes me think this guy is just a, a lazy ass that's not wanting to get into this stuff. Uh, he really did not seem interested in the Wii at all. But I guess this turned to the Gershman rant, huh? <laughs> oh, it sure has. I didn't realize we scheduled this. Well, we didn't. I don't yeah. know. I never... Yeah, it has a little bit. It never really clicked with me that he, he was like that. But I like his... When he's reviewing other stuff, and I think he uh, he adds a lot to their on-the-spot or whatever. Yeah, I do. I think he's a solid... You know, member of the of the crew. Yeah, I've seen th- some things that I've really thought he was pretty funny in. He's yeah. added a lot to certain other things, but in his Wii, you know, review and in the things he has to say about that system, I don't trust him at all now. Hmm. Yeah, I guess you have to take what he says with a grain of salt on that. Yeah, especially when he's speaking against Zelda. I mean, dare he attack Mario <laughs> Galaxy? That man, you know, I'm going to definitely rant on him <laughs> if he says something bad about that. Maybe you're just a Mario and Zelda fanboy. Could be. Anyway, enough about the Gershman rant. Uh, are we ready for what we're playing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, let's get into that. What are we uh, playing right now, uh, Jim? I am playing, or have been playing, uh, the Half-Life games. I've gone back. I bought the Silver Pack when Half-Life 2 came out, so I get all the Source games and Half-Life 2 and uh, all the back catalog for Valve. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, that's that was cool. A sweet deal. Yeah, it was like 30 bucks or something, and I got yeah. all that. Yep. Uh, so I went back, and I this week I played the original Half-Life, 
I played Half-Life Opposing Force. I played Half-Life Blue Shift. And I played Half-Life 2. You beat them all. I beat them all. And I think that was probably a total of 60 hours of gameplay or something ridiculous. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, it took me a long while just to beat the original Half-Life. Yeah. Those are not easy games, I'll tell you that. Half-Life 2 is brutal. Yeah, it is. Toward the end. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game, beat that game as well. I mean, I'm even an avid FPS player, and I'm damn good at some of them, like Counter-Strike, which is based on the same engine. So you would think I would just rock Half-Life 2's world, but no. No, it's hard. That is a tough game. Of course, I play it on medium. I didn't play it on easy, so Uh, that could be my problem. But I hate to see it on hard. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I think medium's bad. Try it on hard next weekend. Yeah. I mean, hell, I'm a fan of Half-Life, i got to say it. Fan of Half Life and all its mods, except Day Defeat. Not a big Day Defeat guy. Uh, but yeah, Blue Shift and Opposing Force are just kind of like little expansions of yeah. a couple hours each. Or I played, played them in a couple hours. Um, yeah, I hadn't played them up until this week, actually. Really? This is the first yeah. time through. How are they? It's interesting because you play from different perspectives of the different people. Opposing Force is where you play as one of the Marines. That that had gone in, yeah, it's really cool. And then there's this whole story about, uh, this is probably a spoiler warning here, so if you don't want to hear it, just spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You play as one of the Marines, and there's the whole story of what happened in the original Half Life, where the Marines come in and they just start killing everyone. Oh yeah. And forget. Yeah, and you're fighting the Marines as Gordon Freeman. Sure. But when you are a Marine, you are fighting the Black Ops agents, who are actually the ones that went in and started killing people. So you, the whole time you're playing Half-Life 1, you think that the Marines are doing all the damage, but there's Black Ops behind the scenes doing everything. Now, are those the uh, in the original Half-Life, remember there were enemies that were uh-huh. stealthed? There, Are those the stealth things? There were only like two of them, though, in the entire right. game. and they were so hard to kill. Yes, they were All very hard. All the murderous hard. bastards. I know, I hated it. I always thought they were women for some reason. They were real yeah. skinny and lean. Yeah, they were. So I, I just assumed. But yeah, hard as hell in the original Half-Life and in this game. And there are a lot more of them. A lot. Uh, you probably fight 20 of them throughout the entire game. And like four at a time. It's ridiculous. But you do have the help of some Marines. Like, you know how Barney would follow you around in the original sometimes? Yeah, sure. You can enlist, like, three or four Marines to help you out. So you do have a little bit of help, including a medic who will give you health packs. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of balances it a little. A little, but these guys are tough. Uh, Yeah, so that was a pretty cool story. You play as a Marine. And then in Blue Shift, you are playing as one of the, the guards, the security guards, like Barney. You're not Barney, but you are a security guard. And that's... So you get killed in the first five minutes. <laughs> you would think so, but apparently there was one security guard that made it out A-OK. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's so... Like, that's like playing a Star Trek game as a red-shirted insult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you the do make it out. That made it. Uh, yeah, so it was kind of cool seeing all the different perspectives. I had never really known that Opposing Force was from the other... Side and Blue Shift was from the guard side, but they're they're in there pretty good solid expansions. Yeah, 
They're fun. They add to the story. Sure. They're just like Half-Life. I mean, and they do add to the story a lot. Alrighty then. Um, and then Half-Life 2. I don't know if I need to say a whole lot about that. It's pretty recent. I'm sure a lot of people have played it. Yep. I have it. Played it. Beat it on my system here. Yep. Good stuff. Good game. Yeah. And of course, that's about all I've been playing. Believe it or not. <laughs> mm, yeah, 60 hours of Half-Life. That's uh, <laughs> enough to keep anybody busy. Yeah. For at least 60 hours. Yep. So what have you been playing? Well, I've been playing uh, two very much uh, time-consuming games as well, and as a matter of fact, they've been able to break me and snap me out of my WoW addiction. Ooh. I haven't played World of Warcraft in over a week. Wow! Something that can take him away from WoW. <laughs> yeah. <It's> amazing. <laughs> I know. It's uh, quite fantastic. <laughs> uh, so... What, in fact, are the games that can do this? Oh, I think you just gave it away. I did? You said fantastic. Why does that give it away exactly? Because of the names of the games. <laughs> the names of the games? You're right. I've been playing Fantastic Four for the GameCube. No, I haven't. I've been playing Final Fantasy three. Exactly. The DS. Fantasy Fantastic. Never yes, mind. it's almost the same thing. And I have also been playing uh, Final Fantasy XII for the PlayStation 2 console. Looks like uh, looks like if two Final Fantasies are released in the same month, that conjures enough magical power to be able to break me loose of non-stop WoW play. Yeah, WoW's and subscribers probably dropped by 40%. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> <laughs> They're down to 3 million subscribers now. Oh, God. Only 30 million a month or whatever. <laughs> yep. And out of those two uh, those two games, both are very excellent, by the way. And if you're at all interested in role-playing or Final Fantasy, I suggest you, uh, you go out and buy them. Um, Final Fantasy 3 I have been playing for the DS more than I have for... Uh, the new Final Fantasy uh, for PlayStation. And I think just because it has that classic Final Fantasy feel to it, I kind of like its job system. Well, I've always loved the job system, and it's true it was perfected in Final Fantasy V. It's done better than it is in this game. And probably that game, as far as its story and the way it plays, is a little... Well, yeah, it is better than 3 so far as far as just the basic combat structure and the motivations of the characters and how things keep continuing to build and get more interesting. However, I will say that between that, because that has also just recently been re-released for the Game Boy Advance system, so there were actually, you know, the re-release of 5 for GBA came out in the same month we got the brand new Final Fantasy XII for the PlayStation 2 <laughs> and the brand new Final Fantasy 3 since this is the first US release of it wow. for the DS with completely reworked graphics and presentation. It's a flood of Final Fantasy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. A lot of time is being spent <laughs> by RP gamers yeah. um, trying to get through these games and having a great time doing it. Um... 
I will say, though, that Final Fantasy III for the DS is still, in my opinion, more fun, at least at this time, to play uh, than the Final Fantasy V, which also had the job system. Only probably because right now I'm kind of biased towards uh, FF3 for DS due to its graphics and presentation. From the moment you turn the power on to your DS, you are blown away by the handheld's powerful visual display. It is uh, a fantastic and, and probably, yes, without a doubt, the best opening cinematic that I have ever seen in a handheld before. PSP fanboys are going to get up in arms about that. Yeah, I know. And they'll, they'll say, oh, well, I have my... Uh, I have my... Liberty uh, City stories. <laughs> well, I'm talking about opening cinematics, yeah. not in-game graphics, though. Okay. I mean, there are some great cinemas in the, the PSP library. <laughs> are you sure? I, Can you think of one? Uh, I yeah, see. I can think of... I don't I know anything about the PSP, a, so... I don't know much about it, but I can tell you that there's a great opening to another Squaresoft RPG that's on it. Of course, it's got, you know, really bad PS1 graphics, because it's basically the same game. But uh, And the sequel was just released, Valkyrie Profile. Uh, Valkyrie Profile 2 just came out for the PS2 last month, I believe. Hmm. And Valkyrie Profile 1's for the PSP, and they redid the cinemas, because originally those were done in basically cartoon animations hmm. uh, for the original PS1 release. Well, square up the ante for PSP release of the game and included very, very beautiful 3D uh, cutscenes throughout that game. Sold! I'm selling my DS and I'm buying a PSP. Okay, good for you. I'm keeping my DS and I'm going to finish Final Fantasy 3. Good idea. Because uh, the greatness of that game doesn't stop at the opening cinema, my friend. Well, I'm going to get Luminous and I'm going to get... Uh, well, I'm going to have Luminous. <laughs> <laughs> While you're at it, you can go ahead and get the... Uh, uh, I can't think of the name of it. What is that stupid-ass game that has tilt functionality? And you're like a big blob. And they advertised it as something fantastic. For uh, the PSP. Yeah. And it has this stupid music I hear repeating every day at my game shop. Was it called The Blob? No. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, Loco Roco. Oh, yeah. They said that's uh, going to be great. <laughs> Is it great? Have you played it? Loco Roco, I have played it. Our representative came in, let me play it a little bit. After that, I had to hold myself back from slicing off my hands <laughs> with a rusty saw. What did Gershman give it? Gershman <laughs> loved it. He said it was the perfect companion to Cheeto eating <laughs> To luminous. He said those two games and a bag of Cheetos is all he needs to get himself <laughs> off. They'll have some orange buttons and an orange dick. Combine that with beat them and eat them in your weekend set. <laughs> that's what he said. All right, that's the power of the PSP. That may be a misquote, by the way. <laughs> Don't quote him on that. <laughs> Don't quote me on it. But, yeah, continuing on with Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Final Fantasy three also has a feature that we discussed in our very first episode of Power Play. Mm. We had uh, a little... Uh, segment known as role-playing on the run. Ah, I remember that. And uh, remember how we discussed in that segment about how 
how is a handheld role-playing game going to keep your interest? And how are you going to be able to walk away from it? You're playing it on the shitter, you know. You're at your work or you're, you're doing something through the day that's a serious thing and you have a little break so you can play your game. Whip out your DS, but what if suddenly you have to go back? Yeah. You have to pick up your uh, routine. You have to get back to it. How is that going to work if you're in a dungeon, you know, and sure. you don't and you have a save point? And you don't have any ink, ink ribbons. ribbons. Yeah. Exactly. If you're all out of ink ribbons, there's no typewriter for miles. And if you're playing Resident Evil on the DS, you're fucked. But, but as we discussed with the Final Fantasy wondering whether or not we'd be fucked with it, mm-hmm. you're not. Awesome. Final Fantasy 3 for your DS has included a quick save feature. Awesome. Let me tell you really quick how this works. Basically, you're in a dungeon. You can't save. There are no save points. What you do is you open up the menu screen, and the entire game can also be played just with the touch screen if you want. Um, you open up the menu real quick. You go down to a little option they added called Quick Save. What that does is it saves your state. So exactly where you are is in the dungeon or wherever, right before the final boss. doesn't matter. You are completely saved and able to turn the power off so you're not wasting your battery in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. Turn the power off, you load the game again. The catch is, and this is fine, um, if you hit new game or load a different save, the quick save is erased. Oh, yeah. But if you turn the power on, you go right to the quick save, it loads right where you were, and you're able to continue with your adventure. But if you have to stop like that again, you have to quick save again, because as soon as you load from the quick save, the quick save is no more. But you would aud- but you don't automatically it want to save. Uh, yeah, it only has one function, and that's to help you out when you're uh, role-playing on the run. That is great. Yeah, I thought Terrific. So I thought uh, if they didn't have a feature like that, I would have been real concerned about the mind of developers these days. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty great. It's fantastic. Well, you know why they did it, right? Why? Appar- obviously, obviously, someone at Square is a fan of Power Play. You know, I never thought about that, but since we raised that issue on our very first episode... Indeed. And then, a few weeks later, the game is released with a feature that takes <laughs> care of that issue, they must have, in fact, listened to us. I think it's obvious. Yeah, it's a it's a no-brainer. Not only have we revolutionized the industry already with top seven lists... Yeah, yeah. ...which are on the, the number one on top ten of top top lists. Yeah, sure. But we have, in fact, given a great revolutionary role-playing on the run suggestion in our segment, role-playing on the run, to Squaresoft that they have listened to and included in their Final Fantasy III release for the DS. We have effectively changed the face of handheld gaming. We have (laughs) changed handheld gaming Forever. From this point forward, it will be marked with Power Play influence. Exactly. What happened before Power Play came out with that segment? I'll tell you. Resident Evil DS happened before then. Mm -hmm. And what do you get? You get a game that's great and nostalgic, but you know what? You can't fucking save unless you have a typewriter and an ink ribbon. And you know what happened after (laughs) Power Play came out, our show? 
I think Final Fantasy III Final happened. Final Fantasy III happened. And yeah. It has a quick save feature. You can save anywhere, even without a save point. You can save anyway, because it's role-playing on the run. That segment changed everything. Yep. You have yep. us to thank. Yes, indeed. Just send your, uh, send your money. Send your donations send to your donations. PowerPlay at gongradio.com. <laughs> the, continue, the continued revolution is right here. And, you know, I forget now what we were talking about. <laughs> Me too, but you know what? I'm going to start talking about Final Fantasy again because I keep going back to it. Go for it. And that it. seems to work. I'm also playing Final Fantasy twelve for the PlayStation. Uh-huh. I must say, at first, I was not a big fan about the changes in the battle system. Uh, Final Fantasy twelve is a huge departure in the random battle system and turn-based um, decision-making of old. Mm-hmm. In fact, in this game, with what is known as a gambit system, you can preset the characters to have certain moves and do certain things um, at certain times. You can just about completely automate the battle experience, which to me is kind of, you know, the possibility is there, and sure, I don't have to do that, but I'm very much one to premeditate my actions. I like strategy, love strategy games, so when you give me this gambit system, I'm going to take advantage of it, and in doing so, I found out that you can program the attitude and AI of your characters so fine-tuned that you can literally walk through an area and basically just push forward on the joystick, watch battles happen, and do nothing. Huh. And just watch it yeah. go by. So it, it is different in boss fights. You do have to think a little bit more because if you just let the automation run in a very heated boss battle... Um, Sometimes you can still get whooped. So, I mean, those are a little bit more intense. But otherwise, it's it's a, a little bit too much focused on automation, in my opinion. Hmm. And especially after Final Fantasy X, which I thought perfected the uh, turn-based battling in Final Fantasy games, because in that, in that game, the system allowed you to switch party members in and out in real time, and that's still present here in this Final Fantasy. Um, But with that game, the difference was um, each battle round was turn-based, and you had a meter on the upper right of the screen, I believe it was, that showed turn order and monster turn order. So you could very easily make a strategy about how you would heal this person before you would be attacked by this monster so you'd have enough health to pull off this attack towards this monster which would kill that monster and take him out of the loop and it was very very strategic what <laughs> did i did i lose you, you? lost me hopefully you didn't know. lose the listeners i don't think i lost the listeners okay it's easy to lose me yeah you you look pretty blank i just host the show man i know <laughs> Our producer's following me. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, then. So, with that game, I really loved the battle system, and I thought it was as good and perfect as Final Fantasy has gotten. I was really having a fun time with that game, beat that game, loved that game. So, this formula, originally I despised it, 
but now I would say after playing it a lot more, um, I'm actually kind of enjoying it for the for the big fact that for once in all of Final Fantasy, save for perhaps the online experience, which I don't include in the in the series, you know, chronological order. In my opinion, that game should have been called Final Fantasy Online and not had a number. And this should be 11, but anyway, that's a different story. This battle system does not detach you from the actual environment or the of the gaming universe. Um, it doesn't pull you from some kind of a map and send you into a separate battle environment. Yeah. It keeps it all fluid in, in, in one environment. So in that way, I think that's one of its strongest pluses. And there are a lot of very interesting things to do with the license board. Um, the quickenings are amazing. Um, those are probably the most interactive uh, that's probably the most interactive experience in the, the new battle scheme because it actually forces you to be awake during those quickenings. And uh, I, I do, I do kind of like it. But uh, yeah, it's not perfect. Well, I'll weigh in with uh, what I thought was negative about it, since you'd said all the positives. Uh, just from watching you play it, I haven't actually played it myself, but uh, it looks like, to me, there's an excessive amount of loading time. Yeah, and there is a lot. They're not, uh, they're not long loads and far between. They're long loads and frequent, one after another. And that really was annoying. Um, also, we must have just watched a 20-minute cutscene in the middle of this game. At least 20 minutes. And personally, I like to play games, not watch them. So uh, that was a little, a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoy the cinematic presentation. Yeah. But I am... Like you said, you play games so you can actually play them. Yeah, you got to keep it short. So, I mean, I have no problem with after key events or some major yeah. happening to be rewarded with nice, satisfying, mm-hmm. you know, cinematic experience that you can take a breather and enjoy sure. after some intense moments. That's fantastic, but I have noticed this game is flooded with frequent um, storytelling arcs that just tend to go yeah. on and on and on. Well, that's the thing. They use these cutscenes to tell most of the story, as far as I could tell. I mean, there were significant, multiple significant reveals in those cutscenes, or in that 20-minute cutscene. Yeah. And I think if you can't find a way to do that in the game, then you're not designing games well. Yeah, you can tell you've been playing Half-Life. <laughs> because it does yeah, that, it, it does that yeah. amazingly well. Yeah. And I think that is the evolution of the game, is to infuse the story with the players it being interacting in the moment with these yeah. events. I mean, that's very intense and satisfying, exciting experience. And yeah, Half-Life was known to do that yeah, in ways no other game had done before. Yep. It included story moments while you were still in con- full control of the yep. character, which was a lot more exciting than just sitting back and you know, shoving some Cheetos into your mouth and <laughs> watching it. Yeah, uh, I. that's the only thing, really, that I would say is negative about this game, other than the load times. Uh, 
if you're going to make a great watching a great story. There's yeah, but wrong in with, a movie with having want. a story in a cutscene. But I agree with you. I think they should try and push more of the story in the game. Right now, when it comes to your interacting with the game, it's basically fighting. And yeah. doing yep. some kind of quest or finding something for someone. It's some quest that involves battle and most of the plot is is uh told in the in the cinemas. Yeah, and I think when they rated it they didn't really take that into account either. I didn't hear anybody mention anything about that. Nobody said a word about that. Now, I, I will say that with role-playing games, there's a key exception. And I think that's the company BioWare. Um, anyone out there who has played Knights of the Old Republic knows that the story is 100%, almost 100% in your hands. At least they make you feel that way. Because every single plot point is, you know discussed in a conversation where you have about five choices as to how you want to make your character you know, deal with it. So it feels like you're in control of not only the characters and how they punch people in the face or jab a sword in them, but in fact you're in control of how they respond to the plot as well. Well, I think that's going to just about do it for episode four of Power Play. Uh, as always, if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, or you just want to chat with us, you can visit our forums at www.gongradio.com. That's G-O-N-G radio.com. Or send us an email at powerplay at gongradio.com. Uh, also, we can always use more reviews on iTunes. So if you like what you've heard, feel free to write up your thoughts and leave us a review. And with that said, until next time, I'm Jim Jones. And I am Peter Street. Don't forget your Demerol.